This is Detroit Talk City. Welcome to Detroit Talk City, the refuge for KISS Army deserters, defectors, and draft dodgers. I'm your host, Scott Malone. With me is my co-host, the loquacious, the vivacious Mr. Christopher Cook. Ooh, it's so fancy. <laughs> I don't know. I broke out the dictionary earlier, just for fun. Hi. It, that does sound like a lot of fun. Hi, Scott. It's a Friday night. Hey, buddy. <laughs> What's happening? I'm great. How are you? I'm fine. How was your week? It was actually, it was quite, quite good. Yeah? Quite good. It was quite, a good? Fun, quite good. Quite good. <laughs> We're starting up. We had a really strange energy before we started the show, and we now little, it's uh, go to we were a little over. we were a little punchy. Yeah, we just haven't seen each other in a little while, so we're just taking just it out on a few little jabs here and there, a little jib yeah. jab. How was your week? Um, not good. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> every every day at work is a living hell, you know. So, <laughs> what a what a wonderful world! What? And now we're here to talk about kiss. I know. I, it's like I don't even give myself like a, re- a respite. You know, it's like I work all week long in some hellhole, and then the, my gift to myself is to go talk about some some bullshit kiss album from the, <laughs> 1980. Which, uh, by the way, folks, we will be talking about in detail uh, kiss unmasked uh, later on in the show. Before we do that, um, I just want to throw out our social media. If you want to reach us on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Detroit talk city. You can uh, join the Facebook group. Uh, we're also Detroit talk city pod at gmail.com and uh, go to our website, DetroitTalkCity.com, and see all the madness unfolding. Mm-hmm. in real time I yeah guess. we have our our recommendations from every week go up on the website mm-hmm. and it links to all of our social media all that fun stuff squarespace yeah. make a good website <laughs> jeez they're not a sponsor no they're not <laughs> and they like sponsor so many podcasts yeah they sponsor successful and po- popular podcasts oh yeah oh shit oh well guess we should end the show yeah well that's it thanks yeah. so much for tuning in this has been unmasked on detroit talk city yeah exactly um so anyway before we get into unmasked um we do have a very special guest with us here today uh he's a great friend of both chris and mine he is the host of the edmonton arts podcast uh, what it is uh please welcome our guest taylor chadwick hello Hey, buddy. How are you doing, pal? Great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Excellent. Uh, it is a great show. I, at this point, I've only heard the first four episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you care about me timestamping you guys at all. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I mean, I was I was getting comments just yesterday. I was like, "Why are you guys talking about 420? It's the summer." Oh yeah. <laughs> and why are you guys talking about the NHL playoffs? <laughs> The last episode that aired, I talked about how I'm so excited to be back at work, and now I've been back at work for like four months. And you can't still be excited. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's right. Just patiently waiting for it to oh, like, yeah. cool so down. Oh, yeah. so exciting to wake up at four in the morning. Hey, uh, can I ask something, though? Chris, what's your IMDb star status? Oh, oh he does listen. Early. We're early in the show. Uh as I've said on many episodes, I have not, since we brought it up in the first episode Since of the you show. brought it up. Yes. You know, I, fu- I bring it up every episode since then, but you started it. You know what's funny is I've, I I was listening to the show and I was like, what is his star t- status? And I didn't even check. So like, how how uh, much can I really care? I, I uh, 
So maybe an update. I had a really weird audition for a movie this week where I made a really weird choice. And the character had a lot of S's written, so extra S's written on every word. So I take that took that to mean the character had a lisp. Oh, was, did he sound like Paul Stanley? It was it was it was close. And it's the it's all it's a comedy about a drug dealers. And I was like the henchman to a drug dealer, so he kind of did talk like this. <laughs> he does sound like Paul Stanley. <laughs> One of my favorite lines in the in that in the audition was. I saved you from the age of the Thathan. You should be thanking me. Oh, boy. Daffy Duck? Is yeah. that what you were trying to say? Yeah, so uh, the update on the star status is I probably won't be getting that role. Okay. So I think the last episode, Taylor, you wouldn't have heard this yet, but you auditioned for some weird Kevin Sorbo film, and now you're doing this weirdness. <laughs> that's, that, that's just existence for an Edmonton actor. Huh? Uh, it's just, just existence for an actor. Just auditions. You hope you get something. Some things you do, you Right. hope you do not get so that's not specific to edmonton you're just like everyone else oh uh, yeah except i get way less chances to audition and do anything because we live in edmonton right and what a, what a wonderful city it is anyway <laughs> um so taylor mm-hmm. um you're our third guest on the show Great. um now you and I, we we have a very long history together mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. friends, going back to uh, to high school. Um, we used to make weird videos together. Yeah, well, I'm glad you mentioned that because not only uh, we have a long history, but my music history and oh, as yeah. a music fan is like kind of based in our friendship because you introduced me to a lot of bands that I ended up getting into. You kind of actually shook me out of my rap rock, uh, yeah. like my Limp Bizkit, Corn. Phase. I mean, still hang on to Rage Against the Machine. I think from that era. Is that, like that's the, that's the, fine. That's, well, that's about the only I, one. I, I, I was band. wrong about Rage. That's the know? band from that era that is the only band that can hold. That yeah, holds up. but all the rest of them, I I remember we worked at a movie theater for uh, many years together, and we were up in the projection booth, and we went through all of my old CDs <laughs> and like my Limp Bizkit CDs and my Corn CDs, and we smashed them yeah into pieces up in the up Re- in the movie theater. Rebellious you, yeah, mm-hmm. and also this is symbolism, man. One of my other favorite musical memories with you is. When you made a tape that was all Working for the Weekend and Wango Tango, it was just those two songs over and over again. And we walked around with your dog, I believe, at one point and walked through Lindsay Thurber, which was your high school, where I didn't go to high school. We didn't go to the same high school. Uh, And we just walked around listening to that. Over and over again. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, on like a like a little tape. Yeah, was it one and then the other back and forth? Yes, yes, that was how it went back and forth the whole time. Yeah. So last week when I was talking shit about Ted Nugent, no, I I really do love Wango Tango. Wango Tango, (laughs) piece of shit that guy may may be. Yes, you can't fuck with. Here he just uh, uh, he just it just came out today that he's not allowing guns at his concerts. Oh, how brave! I know. I know. I thought. I thought. Guns made you safer. Mm. Anyways, it's just, yeah. yeah th- so there was that. But you mentioned the weird videos. Yeah. Um, there was one video in particular that uh, I don't know if you know the story, Cook, where I dressed up or you dressed up in ho- full hockey gear. I dressed up in full hockey gear and walked around. And Scott filmed me. We went into this place called Moonwalkers. It was like a kids' play area that you'd like, uh, you yeah, know, like, tubes like and a low ball rent, pits like and, Chuck E. Cheese yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. And I went in there and we interviewed the staff and asked them about political questions. But I was just dressed in a hockey, you, uh, full hockey. You were gear. wearing full hockey equipment, but but not like the like socks that you like pull over like the knee pads, and not a jersey. Yeah. 
either. Right. But like full shoulder pads <laughs> right. and elbow pads. There was no and, jersey. And, and helmet. Yeah, it was just the so very, partially very dressed, funny. A partially yeah. dressed hockey player. Very strange. We made an, weird adaptations of like Harry Potter <laughs> that involved people pouring barbecue sauce all over themselves and escalating water gag. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with yeah, people spitting water in my face until eventually it, me just diving into a hot tub. Yeah. Very funny. That very, very funny. Even funnier in the telling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Chris, that's that's wonderful that, you, that uh, you're here. Um, <laughs> Taylor. Yeah. What's your history with KISS? Ooh, we are uh, a KISS podcast, after yes, all. Yes, yes. Uh, I do want to say I do love the preamble every time I listen to the show, but... Uh, the stuff that's not related to yeah, KISS. <laughs> I kind of prefer it. Uh, because Just I, dreading I for when the KISS talk starts. I actually don't have very uh, a very long experience or knowledge or deep knowledge of KISS at all. Do you have like a first memory? Yeah, yeah. so I have two things I want to share. One's one's longer and one's quick. One is that as a kid on the elementary school playground, I was told about a band named KISS and I was often like kind of picked on by the cool kids and they're like, do you know what KISS stands for? Do you know what KISS oh. stands for? And I was like, no, I don't. Will you tell me? And they were like, you'll never know because you're not cool enough to know what KISS stands for. That's crazy. I, I had no interest in knowing who KISS was. So, like That sounds like a conversation out of 1976. Yeah, like... Not 1996. Like bullies from the 70s. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would... Like, 90, 95, 96 is probably when this is going on. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, no. And then finally they told me it's Knights in Satan's Service. Yeah. Which they Funny, just, we've, we've never brought that up before. Yeah, well, and they definitely just got that from the Detroit Talk City, like, trailer. Detroit we, Rock City? Detroit Rock City, wow. sorry. Ego much? Also, <laughs> d- d- no, I don't think so. Detroit Rock City was, uh, like, I think late 90s, so it yeah, would have been that, at this that's time. Like, that's like 98, 99 yeah. kind so, of thing. So I was like, okay, yeah. there. It was a it was a real thing that was like brought up by like by like parents groups in yeah. in the seventies, yeah. truly believing that it was satanic music. Yeah. It, so that's where this kind of story goes: is that they told me it was Knights in Satan's service. So then I started and and I told my dad about this, and my dad told me, yes, that is music from like that they like worship. No way. They worship Satan, and so I and then I saw pictures of these guys in full makeup. So I assumed they were actual like demon demons and like worshiping Satan. So I had no idea what their music sounded like. I just knew that they were evil. And then my dad told me that my mom used to like Kiss. Uh, and then a year later, my mom and my dad were divorced. So like those two things are not super like those. I was thinking about it. And it's like those memories are somewhat connected for me. My dad talking about how Kiss was a Satanist thing. And then my mom liking kiss and i remember asking my mom well you like this band kiss and she was like i liked them and then black sabbath came around and i was way more into black sabbath than i wow. was into kiss and i was like oh you were into actual satanists <laughs> then, i was gonna say what? good good choice on by your mom yeah. wow well that's, that's a huge upgrade yeah I, so I, I like the the connecting it a year later my parents were <laughs> yeah. what, what year what year was yeah, that, that was, gene simmons uh, that i was uh, oh yeah, so like this is like this. I would have been very young when these kids were talking about this. I probably was in grade three or four. So because my parents were divorced when I was eight, which is like ninety three. Oh, so yeah. this is like a long. This isn't even ninety four, ninety five. This is like nineteen ninety two, ninety three. This was going on. I hmm. wonder what Kiss album came out. Well, that's Revenge. Revenge. Yeah, I yeah. wonder if that's Unholy. Split, Unholy was was the yeah. single. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe your maybe your mom was back into Kiss, and that's what yeah, that's what drove them to divorce. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, it's always good to trivialize. No doubt about things. it. So Kiss was vacant from my life up until I started hanging with Scott, 
and he played this bootleg <laughs> album of Paul Stanley talking to the audience, which I know oh. has become a feature oh, on the show. Our, our listeners are very aware of the <laughs> "Let Me Get This Off My Chest." So he played this for me, and I thought relentlessly, it was, and I thought it was one of the greatest things ever made. <laughs> so I remember he got it for me for I got my got me my own copy for my birthday one year, and I was so happy. And I played it at a party with like there was like thirty people there, and I put it on, and we listened to the entire thing at this party. I remember you talked about this on one of your episodes. You playing it before shows for the lbsc yeah and like being like yes how did this that is awesome. how did that party of 30 people react oh they generally disliked it yeah. Yeah, they, generally. Probably, they probably genuinely were... disliked you <laughs> there were a few people that were into it also it was my birthday party so oh so you can do it at least want. at least 60 yeah I, and like you can cry if you want and to. also like at that time it was like i don't know yeah, you know, we ran we ran the music at parties and stuff like that. Yeah, and like our friends just kind of bunch tolerated of, bunch of bunch of dickheads. Yeah, our friends <laughs> just kind of tolerated it. So, like, literally, those are my only two experiences with Kiss. That's that's great. That's way better than what I was expecting. Yeah, I I forgot. I I guess I forgot like how prominent that fucking Paul Stanley bootleg has been for the last like at least decade of my life. How it's, much you've been forced. Have you on. have you mentioned to people that it is. In your vehicle, in the CD player, as the and and has been in there for a very long time. It it was. I actually eventually gifted it to Chris. Oh, yeah. great! Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad he's yeah. got his own copy. But, now. And nowadays, um, just to give a little peek behind the curtain, um, I I run the music here on on the show and uh, always use Spotify. But um, and and I recently like redid the music on my phone uh, because Spotify. You know, you can just get whatever you want. But the only hard copy album that I have on my on my phone is the Paul Stanley album. Well, it's it's great, and I will. I, it was the, when I when I click on artists in in the music, <laughs> it's just Paul Stanley, and it's, and uh, the, and I don't know if anyone's looked at the 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 picture on the cover of of that, but it's oh yeah. him like kind of pulling down his pants like to like reveal like his mm-hmm. thong or well, whatever. Yeah, I, I just love it's, it's great that it. I just used it as a placeholder. One of the tracks was the. The yeah. louder you want sport, which has now just become it's just yeah, what but, but, splits up our segments. It's yeah. just Paul Stanley. Yeah, yeah. It's um, okay. Oh, okay. Well, um, I guess we're still riding high on on this kiss talk because I, I, you were at Taylor. You were actually supposed to do our previous episode right. first, and I wanted right, to. I was like, very busy. Yeah, yeah. and then, um, so that we were able to get John on the show in, instead. Um, but I wanted to issue you a formal apology for because I know that you did listen to Psycho Circus in preparation only once. Still, that's I think John only listened to it once too, and he ended up no, he 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 understood the album after the one one listen. Yeah, Ugh, getting the taste out of your mouth on that piece of shit. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, what else? Um, Taylor, you and I recently have uh, well, you've become a big wrestling fan i i have become yeah. a pretty uh a sommelier of wrestling <laughs> as was earlier said by someone in this room yeah yeah it's been it's been fun you know talk talking fantasy stuff just the nerdiest shit in the world yeah uh, like, my, like we're like we're worse than like trekkies my partner mm-hmm. w- I, 
<laughs> I just pointed, pointed to Chris. Yes, he, my partner's a full blown Trekkie. My partner texted or was hanging out with me, and I was texting you, and she's like, "Who are you texting?" I said, "Scott," and she's like, "Oh, what are you talking about?" And I said, "We're talking about wrestling, wrestling angles, <laughs> yeah. fantasy booking, making fun of Roman Reigns." Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so fun. It's so easy. Yeah, I do. I have really come around to it. Uh, it's. It, I really do enjoy it. Yeah. Like actively enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This reminds me, actually, and I've been meaning to bring this up, um, and I don't know if you, either of you guys are aware of this, but there was a KISS-branded wrestler in the late 90s for WCW. Oh, really? He was called The Demon, and hmm. he was, like, officially, like, licensed, and he, like, got a push, and I think... And was, was he in Gene's makeup? I I would need to check. I haven't watched it in years, but I I think he's in some form of kiss makeup. I don't know if it's Gene or not. I doubt. But he's in like full like regalia. And I doubt Gene called... would let him let him wear but, his. But he was gear. called the Demon, and then eventually like Kiss ended up performing on uh, on Nitro, and I think on one of the DVDs they said that it was uh, the lowest rated rated segment in Nitro <laughs> history. <laughs> It was yeah. either that or when Megadeth played as one or the other. But... Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Megadeth is actually good. I, lo- I love Megadeth. Dave Mustaine, get it together, buddy. Um, well, I think that we're probably... Uh, I've, we've we've talked about Kiss in this preamble more than way almost more any than other ever. episode. Well, that's cool. Well done, Taylor. Uh, yeah. But right. speaking of, we should probably take a break and then get into Unmasked. Absolutely. I know we've all got a lot to say about this one, so we'll do that. We'll take a break. We'll be right back with Unmasked. Louder! You want some more? And we're back. All right, everybody. Uh, hope you had a wonderful break. <laughs> I think it only lasts like three seconds. Oh, uh, uh, God, if I'm, that. God, I'm an idiot. Um, so here we are. We're going to talk about 1980s uh, Kiss album, Unmasked. Now, everyone's got a lot of thoughts on this one, and, and this one is a doozy in, in the world of KISS in general. It's kind of notorious, I think for obvious reasons, once you, once you listen to the record. Um, but it's also, it's also mixed. There's mixed, a lot, like, mixed feelings out there about it. Definitely. Well, I mean, like, I don't know if you guys like, read like, what the critical reception was to it at the time. I'm pretty sure Rolling Stone gave it one star. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't listen to everything Rolling Stone says at all. Um, I used to be guilty of that. Um, but yeah, and I think a lot of fans, this was coming right off the heels of, of dynasty. And I think people really want, or like the, the fans, they wanted like a hard edged kiss album and they really don't get it with this album at all. It's kiss chasing trends. Yeah. Um, you know, like the, like with synthesizers and oh, the, the, the keyboard, keyboard, all the keyboard stuff in this album drove me fucking nuts. Which was there one in particular? That... Uh, oh, I just have to look at the track. There's, it's almost every song where they where it has it, will have it. And, and on that note, note too, the keyboard is way overdone in this. They also fade out on almost every song I, on this. That album. drove me insane. It's almost like they didn't know how to end songs, and the whole way I interpreted that is that these songs play forever. Oh no! (laughs) Which is a hell that I don't want to be part of. But literally, only one song ends. All the rest of them fade out. And there are eleven songs in the album, so ten of them fade out. Well, why don't we just start off first song on the album to get a feeling? Sure, why not? 
I, I just also want to say that earlier when we were talking about my history, I didn't have an established like history with Kiss. Now I do, oh, but yeah. it's just listening to this album for seven days straight. <laughs> well, and Psycho Circus before. Yeah, and Psycho Circus once. But we yeah. appreciate your commitment, Taylor. Um, Taylor, what do you uh, what do you think about this opening track? What do we, what do we all think about this? I th- I think it's a ridiculous way to open the album. What? Why do you think it's ridiculous? Well, playing through, you know, right, like yeah. a it's. The only song on the album that has no writing credits from anyone in the band is a. Um, yep. I should I should say that this album was the first album that had um, outside writers mm-hmm. on it. Right, and uh, a the few guy, of them. The guy, one of the guys, is the guy who wrote Ringo Starr's solo album. Isn't isn't that yeah something? True? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which you know yeah. you're in for success. Ringo when... Ringo's all star band. I I yeah. don't mind as it goes into the chorus. This part. Yeah, I don't mind this either. But okay. you have to yeah. get through a lot of. Yeah, way through a lot to of me, shit to get to it. A lot of Paul mincing around, yeah. you know. I I hadn't heard a lot of Kiss like I've heard I was made for loving you and Strutter and stuff like that. Like I'd heard those Kiss yeah. songs before. That's um, enough of that, Scott. Uh, oh, yeah. But that song to me um, sounded the most like what I would assume a Kiss song to sound like on the album. There's a is, is that you? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Like a little like. It doesn't have a lot of the synthesizer that comes in later. Mm-hmm. It's got like a like the guitar riff behind it and stuff like that. I it's guess it's got kind pulsing. of like like kind of like old rock and roll piano. Yeah, in, in, in yeah. the back of it, like but... it, it sounds the most like rock and roll. I mean, there's a couple other songs on. Are on you telling song. me that it's yeah. more rock and roll than Shandy? You mean this Eagles song that they put on? Yeah, the that's the thing. Album? Eagles. Okay. Yeah. I I said Steely Dan when I when I heard this. I've, like... I've been trying to place exactly what it what it was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We uh, we do, we we all just watched the video yeah. during the break. Do We'd all seen it before as well. Do yourself yeah. a favor. Yeah. Fans, homework. And if you haven't seen it, watch the video for Shandy that's on YouTube. What were some highlights? Oh. I mean, surely uh, you mentioned it, Chris. Oh uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, the, Paul's Paul's yellow teeth oh, on those, like a full display close up. Like, just avoid those close ups if you're filming it. <laughs> yeah, Gene in his insanity, like he's in a different world. Everyone else is in this soft rock song world, yeah. but he's still playing his axe bass guitar, like, and he's looking, acting like the demon, looking yeah. menacing. Well, what drove me nuts in the the actual song. Uh, Oh, da- Dandy, what's it called? Shandy. Shandy. I'm glad. Dan- I want to hear Dandy. But yeah. it's also, and it's kind of emblematic for like the whole record because they the percussion really stood out to me on this okay. album. And it's just, and especially on Shandy, it's just so busy. Like there's just, there's a lot happening on yeah. percussion that's unnecessary. Do you, have you guys, did you read it at all into who the drummer was? Yeah, it, well, it's the guy. Is it Anton? Fig? Anton Fig. Yeah, known as the Thunder from Down Under. Yes. So he, so he's the drummer on every song on the album, even though Peter Chris is at, advertised as being on there. Mm-hmm. And it's funny watching the Shandy video because it really looks like Peter's never heard the song before. You know, yeah. like like what is he drumming along to? Where like he clearly doesn't know the part. It's funny that the drummer's name is the Thunder from Down Under because this song was was popular in Australia. There's yeah. actually where this album was most popular was in Australia. Well, yeah. And actually the, there's a, a full symphonic version of it from a live four, 
um, which they, I believe they recorded the whole thing mm. in Australia because it's with a full symphonic well, orchestra. And, and they call Anton Fig the thunder from down under. He's South African. Oh, dear. Yeah. He's also... The was thunder also, from down under. He was also the drummer for David Letterman's house band. Oh. That's where this yeah. fucking name reminded me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So of course. I, was, I was waiting for them to get like Kevin Eubanks to play lead guitar <laughs> on the album. Oh, they just like get like a like a melange of like different late night shows. Like it's not just Paul Schaefer and the late night orchestra. Mm-hmm. It's I, it's Jay Leno. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's not. I I think Anton Fig is a very good drummer. I just some so much of the drumming doesn't seem. It's like like I said, it's busy. There's a lot of symbols. It's kind of it reminds me of like Dave Matthews Band. Well, I think drumming. it's I, I think it's very telling that um, after this album is when. Eric Carr joined, you know, because Anton Fig did the studio work for these mm-hmm. previous two albums, and then he didn't join. Well, because he was you know? he was mostly mostly just a studio. Sure, guess, yeah, and that and then so that makes sense cover. why he would then go on uh, join a, a late night band. Um, I do have a bit of a funny story about Shandy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I first heard this album about well, it was a, it was right around Christmas time this year, and this was uh, during when. Uh, James, the uh, guy that did our, our amazing uh, cover art, when he was playing Revenge and the Elder nonstop all day long at work, over and over and over again, and I and I was just begging him to play something else, and he finally chose Unmasked, and and it must have been some sort of Stockholm syndrome or something like that, because like because I'm I'm like working like crazy, but then I'm like, you know what? I think I like this album. Oh no! Um, like I'm like, there's, it's kind, it's, it's like, it's power pop and it's like new wave. And yeah. I like, I, I like power pop. I like new wave. Maybe this is the Kiss album I've been waiting for. So, flash forward a few days later, I'm at your house, Chris, mm-hmm. and um, it was actually the night that I asked you, hey, do you want to start a podcast about Kiss? And you, know, you were immediately like, yes. And I was like, which I was always impressed by. Like, okay, I could have asked you anything, apparently. <laughs> Scra- scraping the bottom, game. The bottom okay. of the barrel. I know. It's like, what a chance to do another podcast? I'm in. Do you oh, want to kill someone? Yes, let's go. <laughs> I, 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 I would put it specifically in podcast yeah. land. The is sound it? of my own voice? I'm a white... Well, I'm a white dude in my 30s. Yeah, I, I, I need to podcast. People need to hear my my opinions. They matter. So anyway, um, so later in the night, I started telling you about Unmasked. You probably have no memory of no. this. So for whatever crazy reason, again, I've 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 gone crazy thinking that I like this album. <laughs> I I I don't even play is that is that you? But I put on Shandy, and we started listening to Shandy. <laughs> And we and we like sat there in silence, and you were like, "I fucking hate this." <laughs> and all of a sudden, it was like brain snap, like, "Oh, oh yeah, what? Where am I? <laughs> Who am I? What? What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, it kind, of, it kind of is like a Stockholm syndrome thing because, yeah. and then you use that. You used that uh, term with me earlier this week when I texted you about listening to so much Kiss and like asking you how you're possibly doing this. Um, but then I got in Cook's car on the way here, and he was listening to I think it was uh, the song Tomorrow was playing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I was like, you know, I don't mind this, but it, it but and even today, uh, listening to it, I've been listening to it at work on headphones. Um, I, I, even today when I listened to it, I was like, you know. 
I could probably get into this album. This, so I'll say, like, I'll say right now, this is my favorite song in the album for sure. Like, I, I like it. Oh. Yeah, I, I, it, this is power pop. Like this sounds like yeah. Cheap Trick to me, and I love yeah. and I love Cheap Trick. As I was trying to figure out, like, who does this remind me of? And it's Cheap Trick. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh. Uh, I I agree. I agree that this this is probably my favorite song of the album. Let but let me get your guys' opinion on Torpedo Girl. Oh boy, <laughs> Torpedo Girl is my favorite song on the album because it sounds nothing like Kiss. Well, it's it's. Okay, I love Ace. This. Was, Ace was doing a lot of cocaine at this time. Okay, it's crazy. <laughs> a a it's lot a of crazy cocaine. Song. Well, I and I, yes. I told yes, Taylor this on the way over, and my first thought when I was listening to this album was like, "Oh, this bass player." I was like, "Oh, Gene, nice, good way to go." Then I looked oh. it up, and it's Ace playing bass. <laughs> Is it Ace playing? He plays both guitar oh. and bass. Huh. That's why they never played this song live. Right. But it's also like this just sounds like cocaine to me. Yeah, you know, like, and not in not in the good way. <laughs> I I wrote quote from my notes. It's stupid shit, but I have fun listening to it. Oh, okay. I mean, Ace has a charm, and I think we've 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 discovered that. You know, Ace can get away with a lot more than than the other guys. You know, he's not a great singer, and you know, he's a goofball, drunk. Uh, this, Drug this addict. is the best of his songs on this album. I'll oh, see. I would disagree. Yeah. The one that I like, and it's kind of a beloved one, is um, is two sides of the coin. Oh no. <laughs> this is this. But is... again, this is more like power pop. You know. I think I think this is the worst song on the album. Interesting. I uh, just the thing that gets me is this the guitar and voice. Yeah. Like just. Li- I'll admit that the I'll, I'll admit that the the verses aren't great. But I, I think, I think the chorus jams. I don't know. What? I, from my notes, who the hell is singing two sides of the coin? They so sound so actively stupid, as if the person is reading off of a piece of tissue paper and watching the band direct him. Well, that's Ace. Yeah, that's it's. And then the the chorus here are coming up where the person sings over top of Ace. Yeah, it's probably Paul. Yeah, and they're like so much different than. Well, that's a, yeah, it's a good sounding chorus. No, it's not. It's it's so jarring. Sides of the chord. It's so jarring and diff- and so much different than the rest. I don't know. Of I don't know if on. I agree with that. I right. think that chorus sounds pretty good. I don't like. Like it. it reminds me of like Rick Springfield or something like that, but like Ace doing Rick Springfield, and and that's that's bizarre enough to find something endearing about it. I th- I just find I I. I I think it sounds terrible. I think the singing is really yeah, bad. Yeah, and, and again, I, I think that's indicative of this album in general. Your mileage is going to vary depending on how, A, how much you like Kiss, and obviously, you know, we're at the bottom rung of that ladder, but um, how much you like New Wave and how much you like Power Pop, and, and how interested you are in seeing Kiss's interpretation mm. of that. Because they never did anything like this ever again. Mm-hmm. Like nothing. Like, yeah. like, it's, like, it's a really poppy album. Like, I, I think that's why I had such a hard time understanding it and probably why I listened to it. Like, I think I listened to it seven or eight times all the way through. Mm-hmm. Because I just didn't understand what it, what was going on in it. And, and there's so many different uh, interpretations of that power pop and of, like, uh, like kind of 
like soft rock as well because that's what Shandy is. Shandy, to me. yeah, Shandy is like seventies AM yeah. rock. Yeah, and then there's the there's there's a song that sounds like a disco song to me. Ta- um, Taylor, as I'm you were to as you were saying it. that you were trying to understand. Would that be after easy as it seems? Uh, yes. After yeah. eight episodes of doing the show, there's only one explanation to anything. They wanted to make money off of this album, yeah. So they're doing new wave, and they're do- like, "There's that's the only explanation you ever need for any of these albums." Yeah. Is yeah. is they're they're chasing trends. They're trying to they're trying to stay relevant, and they have managed to do it. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, it's the the pudding's gone bad, but the proof is there. See this this song this could be on Dynasty. Yeah, the, and and I listened to your like, guys' episode right? about mm-hmm. Dynasty. And then I heard this and I was like, oh, this must have been a song that they that didn't make that album because it sounded it sounds so much like a, a disco song to me. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah. So, yeah, there are disparate parts of the album. There's nothing that really at all that like truly rocks or anything. No. And that's, I think, one of the bigger disappointments because there's on even albums that we've done that I haven't liked. There's always been songs on it that. I enjoy a lot more, and there's just there's songs on here I don't there's mind. No, like, but there's, there's, no, nothing... there's nothing on here at all. Yeah, I, I think t- tomorrow is one that I'm gonna that I'm gonna keep that that I, I like. I also don't mind. Um, it's kind of the one-two punch actually of like what I consider the good Paul songs on the album, and that's the one right before tomorrow. That's, that's what makes the world go round. Um, I, I, I again, it's power pop. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I it's all it's musically also... musically I do like this song. Uh, sure, it, but is, is, it, is it Paul that that gets you? It's see, like I, you know, like the clapping and stuff. I'm a, I'm a sucker for that kind of shit. Yeah, know. like I I totally get what you're saying with with what with what the song is. I just all this this part drives me fucking <laughs> oh, nuts. This falsetto. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally agree. <laughs> But, but you know, you, I I kind of almost missed on this album, like, the kind of lack of Paul-isms like that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's, I don't think there's any parts of these screams on no. it. Yeah. But this... But this... And this... This feels more like Kiss into the... I guess I'll just play Into it. the power yeah. pop. Yeah. Like, that, that felt like Kiss as they start to, like, roll towards it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind this one. What's this one called? She's so European. Yeah, I don't mind this version, but then I also have really big problems with the lyrics of this song. Yeah. Because it does not explain what a European person is. There's, they keep saying, she's so European, but what actually, what qualities well, does that person have then? I think it's very tongue-in-cheek, actually. Not to give them too much credit, but yeah, there you is... you are giving them too much I know. credit. What the fuck is going on with oh, me? Oh, this is an example of the keyboard that I fucking hate. Right. It's weird, especially with Gene's vocals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lyric in the song where it's like she keeps her accent after she goes to Saint-Tropez or so, something like that. I think what it's saying is that she gloms on to other cultures. Mm-hmm. I, oh. I think, like, meaning that she's not actually European. Right. I, I, I think it's a bit of a, a, bit of a dig. That's, Again, that's... I, might, I might be getting way too much credit. You've been listening to Kiss way too much. I listened I to this that's... album four times today. <laughs> that's my my coworkers when I told them I was like when I was putting on the headphones again, 
one of them said to me, cause I was like telling them I was going to be doing this podcast. And they said, uh, what I'm saying, is that what you've been listening to when you've been putting on headphones this week? <laughs> I was like, yes, I've just been listening to this kiss album. And they're like, Oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> and I said, no. And then I listened to the, al- and then I listened to the album and I halfway through, I like took the headphones off and I looked at them. And I was like, you know, I don't think this album is that bad, but <laughs> Then now as we talk about it, I'm like, no, I really, I really don't like it. I, I, I was listening to it like as it. I've done with almost every album we've, we've covered is I try to listen to it at least once at the gym to see if like, see how anything up. clicks, but I no. not pull my phone out. Skip. I, I went to the, I went to the wow. gym. I went to the gym today and did the exact same thing and immediately turned it off and put on the bronze uh, instead. She's so European. Pretty good one to lift too. I will say. <sighs> I just like for me the lyrics when I read the lyrics and I think I sent this quote to you guys uh, of just like how I feel it just seems to me like it it's all statements like I don't I don't see the messages between the lines when I read the lyrics I just see statements like and I said to you it's like a child in a grocery store pointing at things like that guy is wearing pants that that box is yellow that is milk. Like, that's mm-hmm. what it seems well, like to me, is there's nothing going on. You yeah. obviously wouldn't have heard this, because it was on our last episode that hasn't been released yet. And we, we But we talked about how sometimes it seems like they have the music coming in, yeah. and then the lyrics are always, like, a secondary thing. Yeah, it's just, they, like, just, written 20 minutes before we're going to do the song. There's one song that you guys talked about, I think it was on Sonic Boom, that Chris kind of liked. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. Oh, that I, fucking... And, Herrick Singer song. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I what was that? It's... I can't remember. All for the glory. Oh, right. yes, yeah. that's right. All for the glory. Um, I listened I'm to that. I'm still mad about and, that. Yeah, he said it sounded. <laughs> I'm mad about it because he said it sounded like a Danko Jones song. I was like, no, it doesn't sound like a Danko like, Jones there, song. There are there are it, definitely but it, songs. Like, but it, <laughs> but I, it, it, I, it does. I, no, it, it but doesn't. no, because Danko. It sounds like a crappy Danko Jones song because there are crappy Danko Jones songs. But what he does is. Okay, but hold on. Hold on. You said, no, it doesn't. Okay, it sounds like a crappy Danko Jones song. Yeah, but... I... I'm not saying it sounds like a good Danko Jones... I'm not saying that, like, yeah, that's as good as Danko is. Uh, but, like, no. It's just, like, no. comparing. Okay, but uh, Danko, uh, at his cheapest... Um, and this really puts us as Canadians, if there are non-Canadian listeners, like, who the fuck is Danko Jones? I mean, well, Europeans uh, know a lot about Yeah, him. he's uh, so European. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Where are we going with this, Taylor? I'm going somewhere <laughs> with this. You're taking your time. Okay. What I'm trying to Taylor, say. Taylor, this isn't the what it is podcast. Where, where I can, can fumble around a fumble, question. Stumble, stumble. Where I. Like, oh, baby, bye, 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 you know? <laughs> All I want to say is that he has songs that are like, like power anthems if you will and i think that 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 they that's what kiss does is they grab a phrase they grab a turn of phrase and they turn that into the chorus and make us memorize it because that's what happens a lot on this album is that there's not much going on in the courses it's literally like she's so european she's one of a kind she's so european she's all in my mind like that's literally all we get uh and i think that that happens a lot in their songs well, yes, um, it's a recurring theme, but to truly, really enjoy Kiss, you can't pay attention to the lyrics. Yeah. You just, you Cook just, is so you mad can't. at me right well, now. Well, no, I, I like the end of the story, I want to be like, what does that have to do with me talking about da- the song just, sounding like Daniel? No, it just, it, it does, it's just a trigger for me to talk about how the 
sometimes in some Danko Jones songs, he does that in his cheapest moments where he just grabs a turn of phrase and he runs with it for the chorus. And it and it uh, becomes this like I also wannabe think rock anthem. That can pretty much be said of almost every rock band. All bands. Though. And sometimes like, simplicity is best. I mean, uh, I have a tattoo of the Ramones on, on my arm. Like, the song Now I Want to Sniff Some Glue is just Now I Want to Sniff Some Glue. Now I Want to Have Something to Do. All the kids want to sniff some glue. Yeah, That's it. And it's just repeated over and over and okay, over again. Okay, so, but I, I like that song. So what what enrages me so much about Kiss doing that? What does enrage you about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Why did I get so angry when Kiss is doing well, it cause you and know not it's, when... because you know it's bullshit. Yeah, you're predisposed to not like it. And that's, and you know, with this podcast, we're trying, uh, trying to give an objective opinion on it, but just knowing what classless jerks they are it's uh it's tough sometimes. yeah this reading more about this because like we said before this is one of the first times that peter chris leaves the band and ace leaves a few years after this ace too. ace sticks around he's on two more albums like, after this it just yeah. reading uh accounts from peter and then from the other people and they're the very varying and has to deal with like drug addiction and all that and of course both sides are going to be different like it just made me it made me a little bit sad well did you did you guys read like uh, like the shandy video was the last time that peter like performed with them yeah and then after the video was done he like broke down in in tears in in the dressing dressing room room. like that's (laughs) and the way that that video ends um the audience um it's Kiss taking off um, all their Kiss clothes and putting on their <laughs> ridiculous their spider bracelets. Their, their spider bracelets and their their cufflinks for their boots and, and their vi- and, vinyl jackets with guitars on yeah, the back of them. Um, only to then uh, reveal the um, that they're apparently they walk around in public wearing Kiss makeup still. <laughs> Well, wasn't that the theme of Unmasked, though? Like, I couldn't get a high-res version of the cover so I could actually read the comic strip bits that are in there. But isn't that the whole idea of that they're unmasked, but our masks are our masks? Yeah, it gives you the impression that you're going to see the guys behind the makeup, which, you know, they dick around. Like, no, we're going to milk you for a couple more before before lick it up. Uh, And also, I just wanted to touch on how unsuccessful this album was uh, critically. And, like, uh, it didn't go gold anywhere, or it did in Australia. It was was actually really, it did really well in, like, overseas. And it, it eventually went gold in the U.S. Like, it made it up to, I think... It was in the top hundred right. of, bill, of Billboard. It definitely wasn't anywhere close to previous successes. And, and uh, Paul Stanley, I just read an interview before I came over here that he called this album wimpy, and that even he recognizes that it's not a good Kiss album. And Kiss doesn't play any songs. Kiss Kiss won't play yeah. songs from this album they'll, live. They'll, they'll play Shandy if yeah. they're in Australia because yeah. it was a, a top ten hit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, can I ask you guys some questions? I kind of want to flip the table. Sure, a take bit. over, Taylor. Okay. Uh, so first, I, I, I want to know in your research, what type of person is in the Kiss Army? Like, I want to know who this person is because I want to know who the person who like because listening to this album, I don't understand. I don't understand who would be into this music. I don't get a picture of the type of person who would enjoy this music. Uh, but you guys, I think, have well, a better uh, idea of that. Are demographic uh, split that we've been able to look up of listeners and people who've gone to our website will tell you that your average person in the kiss army is a man 
who's surprise surprise between yeah. 45 and 65 also surprise surprise yeah indeed um, uh, but there's there's like it's it, from you there's people in the kiss army all around the world like yeah. kiss is touring in eastern europe right now really and they're touring stadiums and it's and yeah like it's huge like there's they're playing to like twenty thousand people right now. What? I I think bigger than that. Yeah, like they're probably. Play, they're playing like outdoor like soccer stadiums. Yeah, they're there's football. Yeah, this this band is huge. That's why and yeah. like it's easy to easy to shit on them, but it's but it's right. also it's there's something to it. That, like they can't just you can't just. You're, there's also there's also uh, no one's gonna get into Kiss via unmasked no one's right. starts with unmasked so so us kind of throwing you into into that is a little unfair for you to like understand whereas like i do understand when i when i listen to the first kiss album actually mm-hmm. yeah and then and, and especially if it gra- if it if it would have grabbed you when you were like 12 years old or whatever if you would see like basically like these superheroes and you know singing about their dicks you know I think, yeah. be, I think it'd be the Singing greatest thing in the world. And stalking women because they're all of their lyrics are so, and I hate to use this word, they're rapey. Like they're really, well, but and the misogynist, but, very misogynist. But dude, also, look at any rock band from the seventies and eighties. For sure, every single band is doing. For sure, like, and that's not excusing it, but it's also that's just yeah. the music. Um, objectifying women was a you know a cottage Huge industry. You and know? and on this album, they're like three kind of tears of it and i think they're kind of summed up in like the first three songs it's like shandy's like wanting somebody is that you is like kind of like a bit it seems is that you seems like a slut shaming song a little bit i love that this like and like this is not like saying what you're saying isn't valid this is the least problematic album that we've probably listened to i'd say so like anything like there's really there's really nothing but also you were saying that you couldn't read into the songs and you didn't understand things and now you're saying that (laughs) that the song's slut shamey yeah it is the lyrics are pretty slut shamey yeah well but yeah like i mean i would like that's not not, but i'm not saying like that's a like i'm also saying that like yeah, the lyrics are simple and there's nothing there, but like that—that that is also like a gross thing to like be fucking writing about. I mean, you're you're dealing with a guy who plays bass with a fucking codpiece and you know has cl- claimed to like have bedded thousands of women. Yeah, right. You know, so you're you're not exactly going to be getting like progressive women's views when you listen to. It. Has yeah. he bedded thousands of women? Though I'm sure he has. Really? Yeah. That's one thing they that just, like they I actually do seem... believe Gene, Gene about. Whenever he's giving like his bullshit, like "We're here for you," with the Kiss Army, we are one. I f- that, that's all horseshit. They all seem so unfuckable to me. Thousands of shows, <laughs> but like, dude, there's when forty thousand people go to see them, and all those people want to come backstage. And there's probably half of them are women. And if you happen and to be a dude, ha- I think that's being generous. Half of the people at okay. a Kiss concert are women. Okay, that's very generous. Okay, say okay. there's a quarter. So a quarter. So there's Still only generous. so there's only ten thousand women. So there. there's ten women there. <laughs> I love that you. It's, we have to explain how rock stars got laid in the seventies to you. <laughs> it's true. It just it just seems crazy like, to me. It's, it's, it's just, definitely not unique to Kiss. I, like I, but it seems like it. Sh- it it seems like it seems crazy to me because these guys are such losers. Like they 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 wear. You call me a loser. I'm a winner. I'm the gold record champion. <laughs> Three hundred million dollars net yeah, worth. Yeah, totally. they're touring to 
stadiums right now. We're but I just we're don't... talking about them in the basement. And but... We're gonna call them losers. <laughs> we're, two, we're three white yeah. dudes in a basement oh, talking. Man, about that, just... that was a real zoom out moment. Yeah, like, totally. Oh shit! Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, I felt like I was in space looking down. On I don't want to jump on this, Taylor, but it's like I'm a little confused at your confusion about it. Like I yes, they are unfuckable, but so are most of the rock stars from the seventies. Like. They're all kind of unfuckable. So many of them are unfuckable if you take them outside of their music. This isn't even like a, a rock star specific thing either. Like, look at like that fucking toad Roger Ailes, you know, mm. or any of the people at, at Fox News. Those those people are troglodytes, you know? And yet, I'm sure, you know, they have money and power, you know? Mm. They can, you know? They pretty much do whatever they want. Yeah, so not unlike a famous rock star... You know, and then you add in maybe some mystique, you know, like, ooh, this is this could be right. mysterious. I'm jealous of Kiss. Let's just I'm jealous of Kiss. That's the that's the thesis of this episode. <laughs> Taylor is jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous that Kiss is so successful as a as a We're... band. That and, and the other thing I, I find interesting about them and the kind of thing I wanna ask you guys is like Taking away the music, they are a brand, right? Kiss is a brand. They have all these different products oh, and stuff like that. before the music. They're, they're more a brand than they yes. are for the music. So why, is it because they're so good at marketing that they're super, super popular? It definitely has to do with it, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. I mean, you're you can able, buy a, a able... Kiss casket. Yeah, You can buy a Kiss, Kiss toilet. You can... I'm sure yeah. there's sex toys, Kiss sex toys. They're absolutely... They're, I know there are Kiss condoms, spelled yeah. with a K. Uh, of course. <laughs> um... But it's it's and like yeah. I think we talked about on the first episode about uh, Gene Simmons' net worth. Like yeah. they're just like to take any all that other shit away. They're genius marketers and businessmen. They've managed to make one of the world's most icon like most iconic bands. Yeah, like they I, are. and and that's the thing. It's like you know, in here we you are in the '90s and kids on the school playground are still like, do you even know what kiss means? You know, they probably they and you saw the pictures of them and and you were like, oh, oh shit, the, these guys are evil or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then once you do listen to the music, you find out that's total horseshit. You know, but well, but it's so iconic. Mm-hmm. that it gets you know and it, it it becomes a thing like it becomes like a like a way of life like mm-hmm. like i like i know i'm i'm stealing a quote from from someone a friend of mine but he met a, a dude who um had a, a kiss army uh, patch on his jean jacket and and he, he's just talk, talking to him like oh kiss army and the guy's like only army i ever enlisted in <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Something to that effect. So yeah, I and it's it it becomes like this. Uh, I'm sure that at the time it was like this brand thing to put on your to put on a jean jacket and and it and it was a sig- and it's signifier of like the type of person that you are, the type of mm-hmm. values that you have that you value. You know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll and all that kind of thing. Although I think that the drugs thing is not so much a part of what they not represent. for not for Gene and Paul. No, right. right. Have always, Peter, have oh they, yeah. Have they always <laughs> been sober? Those two. I don't think Paul's sober. He he just never got into drugs, and Gene is Gene is the one who's just never right. We think that he's completely straight edge. I th- I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy considering how he acts in their videos. But I like I <laughs> feel like that the only way to act that way is to be on some sort of drug. Well, he's just tr- drunk on the power. Of yeah, being on the power. A he's drunk on the power. Exactly. And he doesn't need to he's medicate. Riddled with STIs. 
for well, th- that I have no doubt about as well. Yeah, he does take drugs. They're called antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, snorts them. Can I? And then I, now, I guess my last line of questioning for you guys is: What do you? What are you? Personally, not like to the, your listeners, because mu- talking about music is fun, podcasts are fun, yada, yada, yada. What are you personally experiencing and hoping to get out of this? Like, af- listening to, after this, Chris, somebody who maybe didn't know a lot about Kiss, will have listened to every single Kiss album. Yeah. And you will know, <laughs> you will know largely every single song and have an opinion probably I'm about every song. I'm stop you right there. I've listened, we've listened to the eighth album we've listened to. I don't know most of the songs that we've listened to. Right. Like, it's just like, just like memory erase. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not, like the I'm Men in Black thing. thing. Yeah. I, um, we're. It's, okay. It's. A, it's it's funny, and and if you have like a detached ironic um, enjoyment of it, it's it becomes like its own. It's a different thing, yeah. well, you it's... know. So it's it's funny in in its own special terrible way. Mm-hmm. It know? seems like a heightened version of what we often did as teenagers yeah. with like listening to working on the for, work working for the weekend and uh I, wango tango back to back constantly i yeah. i've started to think about it you know when you're a kid at sometimes at candy stores you could get the mystery bag like the brown bag full of candy that you didn't know what type of candies yeah. would be in yeah. that's how i feel each week when we're opening starting a new album because <laughs> i have no idea what's going to be in it so i'm like oh, okay this could be that's it and that's been part it, of part of the fun is and that's why we mix up the albums why we don't start didn't start it from the beginning because yeah. it is fun that you came on for fucking unmasked you would have never heard this in a million no, years I, ne- I never would have yeah. chosen and, to listen to this album ever <laughs> never and I, I know a lot of the reason for starting it was just the show was the ridiculousness of it, but I, though I did have moments of listening to the album this week and being like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, this is so right? fucking stupid. And I was listening to it and, and getting angry. Like, there was a point I was, I had a kind of a bit of a stressful week and I was listening to it, I think it was like maybe my fifth or sixth time going through it and I was so... It literally gave me anxiety listening to the album. Okay. Like okay. I literally I, felt I, uncomfortable. I was I was halfway through a point. I'm sorry. <laughs> for this. So I, I was just trying to I cover did, for you guys laughing did, your asses off I at yourself. I didn't think what the fuck are we doing? But I also there's something and like it's this is just going back to what I was saying before. There's something about this band that is so hard to understand. Yes. And there's something that makes them so popular that I'm starting to understand. Yeah. It's, but it's it's there's it, I'm just the the thought of like continuing to explore them and the more I find out about these guys it's just the, the more I want to know because it's they're all so fucking insane they're all insane like the stories like I've never read like any of their autobiographies really probably need to I yeah. mean every time you read one of your fucking quotes it's mm-hmm. always a doozy you know so yeah um, and- so so it's just it's 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 fun you know, it's, it's, yeah. And what, think, what are we doing? And I, think, I don't know. I've, and I think we probably should as a guest <laughs> on this show being airdropped into this war zone that you guys are in, mm. uh, mm. it's like it, that's why I'm kind of like, I don't understand. And like, so angered by the lyrics and angered by what's going on in this album, because I'm being airdropped into this, like you guys are on a mission and I'm being brought in for one, like you guys are on a, an epic quest and I'm being brought in 
in for one little aspect of something and i'm like what the hell are you guys actually doing here and you're like we're gonna keep going and i'm like i'm out i am out <laughs> um okay well you know what i think that's a that's a perfect segue um we've we've talked enough about unmasked yeah yeah okay so yeah. um that's that's the perfect segue taylor because i want to ask everyone uh, after listening to unmasked what is your kiss army status ready to join the war or are you a draft dodger uh we'll start with our guest taylor uh, I thought about long and hard about how I wanted to answer this question. Um, and I think I like, there's no way I'm joining the army. In fact, I would argue that I'm joining an army to battle against the kiss army. So you're like a terrorist organization. You're, you're, you are joining the war, but it's to fight, <laughs> yes. to fight kiss. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. It, it's, it's, and I, I want to, cause I want to be part of the action, but I don't. I don't want to do what you guys are doing. I, I just don't. Well, right. we're not in the Kiss Army. I know you're not in the army, but you are a you are you are in. Well, we're, we're like a special forces. We're like, yeah. I feel like we're more like war reporters. Right. Right. Very that's good. very yes. very. That's a really good a good way. It's like I don't want to be part of the reporting. I think I'm going to join the opposite side, and I'm going to like run in and and fight some of the kiss army members so anytime you like listen to an episode of this show it'll just be like hate listening like uh, like like I guys lo- you're my friends what the hell are you doing with it, your it, lives it it, it it will become that um yeah. right now it's like oh i kind of i just enjoy your guys's banter i think i i think it's a great show um and i listen to it like i don't know anything about kiss but i'm learning things about kiss yeah well that's that's also part of the fun like i i knew a lot about kiss for not liking them and now you know now like really getting to know these songs that i've read so much about over the years it's it's something yeah it's something so there's no way yeah uh chris what about you what's your status uh uh it's no 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 <laughs> Uh, this album, okay. this album did not help that out. Okay, would you say it, it hurt? It actively hurt your status. Uh, well, or did it just kind was... of just leave you, leave you kind of even? Yeah, it just kind of. Just... There was just nothing, nothing that jumped at, jumped out at me. Uh, what was your? Because I haven't listened to the episodes you record. Ha, has there been a change in in the Kiss Army status? And I know we're not oh, spoiling anything. Oh yeah, it's it goes from episode to episode. It it vacillates, you know. Okay. So. Alright. Yeah. Yeah, I think the closest is the episode four Kiss. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 yeah it seems like we, you guys like we that. We gen I, it's still on my phone. It's good. I, I like that album. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Scotty? Oh yeah. I I'm actively um listed MIA. Um but uh I like the song tomorrow, you know. I'm I'm getting to the point now, this is our eighth album that we've uh, that we've done. Um, and I'm and I'm confident by the time we're done uh, going through every album, I bet I'll have a playlist worth of uh, of Kiss songs that I'll be able to throw on and be like, okay. And if that's if that's what this journey ends up being is a decent playlist, well then that's very sad as I as I say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hours and hours and hours just just wasted away. As, as you said that in my head, as your friend, I was like, I'm deeply worried for this person. <laughs> Guys, playlists are, are like the they're like the cool thing. I, mm-hmm. All all the kids are talking about it. All right, enough. Um, okay, so um, that's gonna bring us to one of our favorite segments, um, my friend. This is the Chris Kiss quote. All right, uh, it's a bit of a longer one today. Oh, I, I, get, I like the long ones. Yeah, okay. there's a lot to unpack in so, the longer ones. 
I had a party at my mom's. This maniac, who turned out to be Simmons, called me. And this guy at the other end of the line asking me these real blatant questions. You know, are you good looking? Do you have long hair? What color eyes do you have? What's your influences? I mean, putting me through the major degree of stuff. And I thought, who does this guy think he is? He just went on and on. But he knew what he wanted. I gotta respect him for that. He didn't want no jerk-off coming in there. <laughs> what? Okay. This is Peter, Peter Chris. I was gonna guess Peter. Yeah. In his phone interview from Gene to get into the band. Jeez. Oh, oh. <laughs> I love I that he love... wanted to know like what color your eyes are. Do you have are? long hair? What color are your eyes? What's your influences? That goes to show. Like, are like, you good looking? Yeah. Right. Like, like how how, cal- how calculated it is. You mm. know, um, you can't just be some bald schlub from yeah. you know queens it's yeah. got to be some uh, other guy from queens yeah, if either. you're if you're a good musician and you don't look the part sorry you're not getting in kiss i mean i mean it's a cynical way to look at the music business but realistically there aren't a lot of ugly people that uh ed sheeran th- um he's an anomaly really yeah who else is so un- unattractive like ed sheeran like that's like popular in modern music nowadays Lil Wayne. Yeah, that's an an aesthetic. And especially it's super influential going on with all the mumblecore shit that's going on now Mm -hmm. with all the face tattoos. Chad Kroger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. David Matthews. David Matthews. Ooh, you're so formal with him. (laughs) (laughs) You you call him David, you know. Did I say, ever told you guys that like I was, I had tickets to a Dave Matthews concert in New York. Um, and I didn't want to go. Yeah, my mom bought them for us when we oh. went to New York. And I didn't want to go at all because um, I wanted to go see theater. But a hurricane came through and the show was canceled. But so was everything on Broadway. So I literally did nothing oh, yeah. in New York City on a Sunday. Oh, that sucks. It was the worst. I mean, you did get I to did, miss, did I miss, did get yeah, to miss Matthews. David Matthews. And that's an act of God right there. Yes. Yeah. He was just on uh, on Howard Stern recently and... I listen to like everything that, that that Howard does, but it was like an hour and a half conversation a where, where he like performed three songs acoustically. That was, that was tough. Oh, <laughs> I was really testing the limits of my fandom of of, of Howard. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well that's uh, another great one, Chris. Yeah, um, that yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter's hilarious. Like I I've heard that Peter's book is just like so bitter and just like oh. he just flings shit like constantly, and a lot of it has been. Um, you know, question about its truthfulness. Well, and one of oh, it still sounds like an entertaining read. Wasn't one of his solo records called "The First Cat"? Could be. I, I I'm don't, pretty I'm, sure that it's, uh, I read that the other day. It's and that's a dig at them. Was oh, that his makeup style? Is he's, yeah, the, he's cat. the cat? He's the cat man. He's the kitty yeah. cat. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He dresses up like a kitty cat. <laughs> um, so we're gonna do um, my segment, and that's where we—it's a tribute to the Star Child, uh, Paul Stanley. This is—I—I um, I had been doing uh, tracks just uh, in sequential order from people let me get this off my chest, but uh, I wanted to do—I uh, just—I skipped it up a few just because some of the tracks are just like him, like just shouting like a it's single just word, literally him being like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. Um, but this is—I <laughs> started laughing as soon as I heard this one, so here we go. He said that his voice was so deep. You lick me, I lick you. 
<laughs> that is one of my favorites. Oh, no, it's okay. Yeah, that's pretty much the answer. No, no. Like this. Now you gotta sing. You gotta sing. This is like the smallest crowd we played for. Doesn't mean you can't be the loudest. Doesn't mean you can't be the loudest. Voice sounds great. Oh yeah, that's firmly in, you know, Paul's wheelhouse. Listen to the crowd. <laughs> Do you understand now, Taylor? Actually, I did not know that this was a kiss song. Oh really? No. I mean, I heard this part, but it hadn't put two and two together. Like, I think that that's what you had when I was made for loving you in that episode where you're like, I totally didn't know this was a Kiss song. Mm-hmm. I constantly have that. I'm like, listen to a song. And I'm like, oh, that's a Kiss song. I go, oh, of course it's a Kiss song. But like, I because, never registered to me they, that it's yeah, Kiss. They played in 10,000 different genres and they just... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, they're, there's... there's It's so hard. And that's when we're, we're talking about the Kiss sound on each album. You have to like search and find because there's... It's hidden in. It's in a few of the songs, but it's... Oh, sorry. That was... An, great addition to the oh yeah thanks let me get this fantastic <laughs> i like when he i do like when his voice gets lower because it's like almost like he's a little unsure about asking about the guys guys <laughs> how many of you guys like to get because he knows that 99 percent of the people there are guys well sure i mean <laughs> whatever it's just I, it's, it doesn't it's, I, it's gross either way it's so <laughs> but, gross taylor a lot more women listen to kiss than you're willing to than you're willing to admit all right yeah, you know, like biker babes and shit like that. Shit like that. Um, oh my <laughs> I, God. Didn't, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> that, oh boy. that was aggressive. I, I didn't mean it that way. Or did I? Um, anyway, um, so moving on. Uh, it's going to be uh, time for me to give... Chris, not you, Taylor. And, uh, thank uh, God. Thank God for you. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the next uh, kiss, will, kiss my assignment. Yeah, this will be your kisses assignment when the episode comes out. So we're just delaying right. your homework. Yeah, we, right. expect, we expect you to listen along, you son of a gun. Um, I have listened to some songs. Yeah, that's... Yeah, you don't need to do whatever you want. Uh, we're going to go way back, and we're going to see if we can repeat the magic from the first Kiss album, because we're going to go to 1974... Hotter Than Hell. Fantastic. A beloved album. Um, this one's just going to be you and I, Chris, going, mm-hmm. going through it. And uh, I, have a, I have a good feeling about it I, in, in terms of uh, repeating the magic. I'm of, uh, very excited that you said that album. I'm genuinely looking forward to listening to it. It's probably going to be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's full of, of, of classics, again, with a K. Um, so, yeah. Hotter Than Hell. Great. Okay. Excellent. So um, we're getting near to the end of the show, but because we don't like to uh, be totally negative all the time, uh, we like to give out a personal recommendation. Uh, Taylor, you're our guest. I would love it if you uh, started with something in your life. Doesn't matter what it is. That's uh, something you'd like to recommend. Well, you know, I'm uh, I love a lot of different things. Um, so I, I was like, well, should I actively like, you know, one of the bands I really like and stuff? And I actually think that I want to seed my time because I was thinking about just like. The rampant misogyny in Kiss. Um, and I wanted to kind of 
combat that a little bit uh, by recommending a, uh, a local band um, out of Calgary called the Shiverettes. They're an all-female punk band. Uh, their album is on Apple Music uh, and Spotify, so you can check it out. It's called Dead Men Can't Catcall is the name of the album. Mm. And the standout track... Uh, from it is called uh, Justice Robin Camp, and I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy, but he uh, he was disbarred eventually, or t- t- he was a justice and he was uh, fired, and because what he did is in 2014 he told a woman who was filing for sexual assault uh, against a, a male who had uh, raped her, and he basically said to her, "Well, you need to learn how to keep your legs closed." Oh right, yeah. that fucking ass. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So they in their song they wrote a song about him. Uh, it's called Justice Robin Camp. It is fucking awesome, and they rock. Uh, and they have a new album coming out eventually. I don't know when, but I saw them at Next Fest, which is a festival here in town this year. Uh, they're from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and they're great. They're called the Shiverettes. You can find them on Apple Music and on Spotify. Excellent. Uh, Chris. Uh, I'm continuing in my uh, not recommending music because my I don't need to explain myself. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, it releases like quarterly. He releases just a few episodes every year, and it's called Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. It's one of my favorite podcasts in the world, and he just released a new episode a little a little while ago. It'll still be the only one released by the time our episode comes out. But it's called Supernova in the East, and it's a part one of a new series, and it's all about Japan, and it's building up to World War Two. So it's talking about how Japan. The, how its society came together and how Japan became the like the the kamikazes the like the, the all everything that led up to World War Two and how Japan just became this powerhouse and had soldiers in like the Philippines that didn't know the war ended until the seventies. How many? Oh still yeah, that's fighting. that's that's a fascinating yeah. story he, and he's such a good podcast. Yeah. So I just I cannot recommend Dan Carlin's Hardcore History enough. How many times has he asked you to just imagine or to just think of it? Oh, countless times. <laughs> oh, you got to have a hook. <laughs> just, yeah. just imagine. Yeah. Well, just, he just also is talking it. about history, so like, yeah, you have to imagine. One thousand Celts running down the, the war zone. Yeah. Did Dan Carlin just step into <laughs> my living room? Oh, that go- that was hardcore. Scotty, what's your recommend? All right. So um, this year, 2018, for whatever reason, has been really slow for me in terms of um, getting into new music, in terms of like a full album. And I usually, from like the moment like January 1st hits, I'm like on it, you know, just waiting and cultivating a playlist of like all my favorite songs. And I always have year-end lists and everything like that, like a real psycho. Um, But anyway... I finally have found one that it's going to be tough for anything to beat it. I've, I've been obsessed with it over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's an album uh, by the band Hot Snakes. The, al- the album's called Jericho Sirens. And I don't know why I've never uh, thought to do this, but here's just a little taste of it, if you don't mind. Um, it's only a half an hour long. Um, every song is a total banger. Um, I don't know why I'm saying banger all the time. It's because Cook says banger all the time. But as you can hear, definitely not. doesn't sound like Kiss. <laughs> I just want to get Maybe this is why we don't pl- do this. Because we're playing Kiss songs and we don't want to play great things next year. Yeah. Anyway. That sounds great. Yeah. Check out uh, check out Jericho Sirens by Hot Snakes. Okay. Those, so those are our recommendations. We're going to be wrapping it up right away. Um, just throw in some plugs again. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to find us, uh, reach out to us at, at Detroit Talk City on Twitter and Instagram. 
DetroitTalkCityPod at gmail.com. Find us. Our, our Facebook group is just Detroit Talk City, and we're DetroitTalkCity.com. Uh, Taylor, uh, you got anything to plug? Uh, not really, no. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Taylor underscore Chadwick, and you can check me out on Instagram at Tay Taylor Chadwick. Uh, I just recently posted a, a video of me on Instagram. Uh, I have a video of me at, at WWF in 2001. Uh, but there's more footage, apparently, of me. So we need to go find that. Yeah, the, that picture that you posted. It, well, just just the clip. Like, it's, it's awesome. It's like a close-up of you, like... Screaming think, at Vince McMahon. I think that there's more. Like, I really want to check it out before well, we leave today. Of yeah. course, they put the camera on you. You look so intense. It's I, but awesome. I, but it's so I remember. I remember that and being like, the camera is on me. Time to turn up the heat. Yeah, like you and you did it, like because you're you you are we're on hard camera, so yeah, it's, I know yeah, it's it's it's, I it's could, awesome. I, I could my see, ass I could I out of the corner of my eye, I could see the camera coming down because like there were a bunch of people leaned over, and I could see the camera angling, and I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get <laughs> well, on I, Monday Night Raw. That's when you posted the video. I was like, as I was watching, I was like, No, it's not. They're not just gonna and pan straight it's they like, cut like, it's, back to me it's so good. we're gonna like I, get that get that guy get that kid in I, the rise jericho shirt. i'm gonna get you to send me that video and we're gonna put it on our website Great. so that people can check sure. it out sure. yeah, that, that's perfect um and of course you've got your podcast what yeah it is. uh what it is uh which is a local show uh about edmonton we're hopefully going to be back in september mm-hmm. is the plan uh to hit the theater season but it's a local thing if you're in edmonton and you want to get uh learn about the artists in the city please do check it out what it is podcast.com and on itunes what it is podcast very good uh chris you got anything specific for you buddy uh well i don't know when this when will this episode be released i'm oh. trying to think of like when it'll be i yeah like i guess it's almost to the point that if you're in vancouver you can come and check me out at the arts club oh, yeah i'll Dang. be in the show sweat c- coming up i think that's timeline should work out timelines are so funny guys this is Who a, gives a shit? this is a great gig for chris just so everyone knows <laughs> all right yes, um, we're all very impressed um <laughs> <laughs> okay that's gonna do it for us at detroit talk city and uh, remember it don't mean spit to us That's a Fox and Crocs production.